I'm your host, Sebastian Quaid, and welcome to the Hill Country Conservative. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Hill Country Conservative. I'm Sebastian. I'm Christian Cavazos. And today, for our guest, we have my little brother, Salvatore. He is a third year at the University of Iowa studying math, physics, and astronomy. Hi, glad to be here. We're going to be talking about SpaceX, uh, Space Force, and then we're going to get into some more of the serious topics that's happening. I, I first want to apologize that we haven't put out an episode in a while. Uh, I've been extremely busy going back and forth. I just graduated college and I'm trying to move everything into my new house because I'm going to law school. Uh, and then we had a problem with Zoom. They kicked us off and they said that my card wasn't working and that we could only record 20 minute videos at a time. So it took us a little bit to get this back up, but I feel like this is an important day for us to restart. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and I, let's, uh, let's jump into it. I think on the last episode was when they first released the trailer for the new Netflix show Space Force. Yeah, uh, I remember the trailer dropped like a month or two ago when uh, they kind of made a big thing about it because Steve Carell hasn't been on anything in a while, right? It's uh, been a while. It's been a while, and I believe, oh man, I don't want to say it wrong, because I kind of just dived into the show, but what I think, he had some producers from The Office with him too. I think he and a producer from The Office are writing it together. Yeah. It doesn't give off that vibe though, at all. It's nothing like The Office. It's nothing, I, and that's what's good about it. I don't like The Office. Me neither. Uh, Hot take. Yeah, it, it's just kind of, you know, if you work in an office, we work in politics, and it's about as boring as it can get. And then to sit there and watch a TV show about being bored at work all day does not sound like entertainment to me. I have the secondhand embarrassment problem. I cannot get through an episode without having to skip uh, through a segment because it, it, it's too much. I, I can't watch it. it. I physically cringe at it, and it's too much to handle. What, what's funny to me is everybody talks about how it's so realistic. And from my you know, poli-sci with an emphasis in law point of view, none of that's realistic. If any of those employees acted like that in real life, they would all be fired. Michael Definitely. Scott Michael Scott would have been fired so long ago that he wouldn't even make it to season two. <laughs> right? it, yeah, it, but it sets up – it's like uh, – I, I think we've talked about that before. It's, again, it's been a while, but like um, it's what people want their office job to be like, but it's not. It's good to put like, you know, put your – give you something to daydream about when you're watching the show. Like, I wish my office was like that. Uh, I think it's attracts some people to it. Yeah. My opinion. But the, the trailer for space force, I think hyped up the show way more than what it actually is, but that's not to say that the show is bad in any way. It's good, dude. I've been clicking episodes. I just started today and what, how long are each episode? Is there about like oh, 30, 30, 40 minutes? Yeah. I'm on episode five and I just started a couple of hours ago. It, it's great. My brother has finished it. Yeah, I, I watched it in about three days. Really? I, I'm like two episodes from finishing. <clears throat> I don't want to finish it. It's really good. It's, and I, I just rewatched Avatar The Last Airbender, uh, Childhood. Oh, my God, dude. It, it hurt when you get to the end when, and you realize there isn't any more. Yeah. I even, yeah, like it just, oh. So I'm, I'm, I'm selling my role. But it's just such a good show that I can't. It is, it is honestly hilarious. No, oh, yeah, it is. And I like how they're putting in some real, um, real yeah. world aspects. Like if you have a, some political knowledge going on in the United States, you'll catch them and it makes it like, it's not, they don't bash anyone or any side in particular. Which oh, they I go like. after both. They go after both. 
equally as as bad and it's it it's which Congress, is perfect congresswoman potosi oh yeah oh yeah that uh what, what was the one for the they literally call her the loud mouth um she's supposed to be aoc yeah she's supposed to be aoc and i think even potosi references are like oh are yeah. we gonna hand it you to the younger congresswoman right. she seems to always have words and, to say and he's in a budget hearing with the yeah was it the senate yeah he's with the senate and he's in a budget hearing and the aoc-esque character holds up an orange and goes tell me why this orange is ten thousand dollars <laughs> it's just like chewing them out for it yeah <laughs> And uh, and he goes, if this is all dollar and cents to you, and you're really that worried about your constituents, I'm sure we can think up of a, a meal paste for like oh, yeah. a cent we can give to you. And that's she's still from New York too. I love yeah. how they kept her in New York. <laughs> Senator Senator Shoemaker. Like, yeah, it, it's great. Dude. And then the one Republican is the the conspiracy theorist flat earther. <laughs> from a from my point of view. The show, it, it really does feel like that sometimes when you're talking to certain people. It definitely, some people do ask questions about the $10,000 orange and things. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's understandable. I get, but it's like, it's one of those things where you have to like think about it from their point of view more than yours. It's definitely yeah. one of those that's like, I don't, which I think is good that it highlights that because of course, well, of course, and it's, it's kind of their job and I'm glad that, you know, a congressman or congresswoman would be thinking about the budget. You know, some of them don't really do that anymore. It seems to keep adding on and on, but you know, there are going to be some times where, yeah, you got to go through the necessary expense. And Steve yeah. Carell gives a good little <clears throat> monologue about that. It, it's pretty, it's a, it's a good show. It's a good show. <laughs> I don't want to go too much into the show. Cause I don't want to spoil it for. Oh yeah. Who haven't seen it. Uh, it's a great show. It, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, because I know we have some liberal listeners as well. You're going to love it if you like that kind of humor. But the important, the important thing about this show is it comes out at the same time Elon Musk does something that we haven't done in a long time. Oh, yeah. For the first time in human history, a private, or at least in U.S., a private-owned company... <clears throat> has launched humans into space to link up with the International Space Station. And this is something with SpaceX. This is something that Elon Musk has been working on since 2011. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen it. I, I love this guy. I follow him very closely. I know my brother does as well. Um, you can say we're both science nerds or space nerds. Um, but I remember a, a couple years ago when SpaceX finally started kind of getting big and he was talking about how Neil Armstrong and uh, not John Glenn, uh, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin were like bashing him left and right, saying that he didn't know what he was doing, that he's putting people in danger. And this is the same guy who launched a car into space for fun, just because he could. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually a weird thing about that. that was almost three years ago, 2018. Yeah, so really, you've come far away. And I, I was watching this thing about it, and it said in 2094. It will come, the, the, the Tesla Roadster will come close enough to Earth that we will be able to see it with a telescope. Well, that'll be interesting yes. to see. And it's already, it's already been near Mars, hasn't it? Yeah, its original path was supposed to orbit <laughs> Mars, but there's some problems with the launch, but it's now swinging through the inner solar system and it'll come back by us and all that. That's Sick. pretty cool. Yeah, I no, mean, that's, yeah, it's cool nonetheless. Well, I mean, just think about it. You would never be able to do this at NASA. No, no. Because... And, oh, go ahead. Because NASA is a, uh, sorry, my uh, 
notifications are exploding on my laptop and it's just, I don't know how to turn them off. Uh, <laughs> NASA is taxpayer funded. Yep. So everything that NASA has to do has to be out of necessity. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, you know, you and I both know how politics works. So sometimes they need to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah uh, what Sal was telling me is the director, the current director of NASA. Yeah. We want to, a lot of the uh, people in the physics and space community, we, we like him because he gives us the ability. He's really free with what we say. When we ask to do something, a lot of the scientists, he's very open with- That's not what you told me. I'm trying to keep it <laughs> respectful. Uh, he has a degree in, to my knowledge, it's uh, psychology and I believe economics. So when scientists go to him- What a know, great combo. Yeah, it's, but it doesn't really pertain to astronomy and physics and engineering and all that. The way he put it to me was, this man's an idiot, doesn't know anything about what he's doing. And if a scientist says, hey, we need this, he just goes, okay. Uh, you'd think that'd be good, but at the end of the day, no. It, 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 it does uh, it, have it's hard. Benefit. Yeah, it has its benefits, I'm sure, but I think... Because by the same token, he can see something that's really expensive that they may actually need and say, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah, definitely not putting into consideration uh that's actually kind of scary how much does the nasa get in the budget do you remember so this is actually a record high i think right now the budget's at 29 billion uh, under president trump we've had huge increases in the budget at nasa oh well he yeah he wants to get to the moon though right like that that's that's something that's supposed to be set in 2024 right if i'm not mistaken. boots on the moon yeah yeah something they reference in the show it's it's a realistic thing like he wants to get there which I'm all for. I, you know, it's still crazy to think that we haven't made any strides in space and, and like, not, like something that you think we would have. Well, I mean, at the same time, this SpaceX launch was the first time humans have been launched into space from American soil since Obama's administration. It's been about nine years. Nine I years. believe it was his first administration. Yeah, it was his first administration. Yep. It was a yeah. very tough love kind of move. Some, some expect it was something that was necessary. We had grown dependent on the shuttle but we didn't really we didn't really have a backup plan ready to go just yet so it kind of did hurt NASA a little bit well, what really pisses me off about the whole obama shutting down the shuttle program ordeal was didn't he donate the shuttle to new york <clears throat> i believe there's several shuttles and or one of them one of them's I, at kennedy i feel and one of them's in new york <clears throat> i thought it was in california because didn't they make a big thing about a dodge towing it or something yes Yes. yes. Yeah. It went uh, on tour. Dodge, a Dodge Ram, I think. Yeah. It went on tour, but he didn't leave it in Texas. I feel like there's one in Texas. There's not. I don't think Obama. I think there's one in Texas, but it's not the one Obama gave. There is. There's one here in Texas. It should be at the Johnson Space Center. I wouldn't be surprised. If I know. They, I know the V8s are at Johnson. We have a uh, Saturn V still here at Johnson, uh, but I don't know about the shuttle. It'd be interesting to know. People should go to Johnson Space Center. That's a really fun thing to go to if you're in the Houston area. Like, I haven't been there in a long time, but that just gave me some flashbacks. <laughs> the, the cool thing about – it's in Houston? Yep, we have a shuttle set up. Oh, that's right. I've actually seen this. Uh, it's set up. It's still on an airplane, and to my knowledge, you can – Tour it? You can, you can go in and take a look mm -hmm. and see all the science that was put into it. Personally, I think Johnson Space Center is cooler than Kennedy Space Center. Because that's where the astronauts train. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kennedy Space Center is amazing. I've been there plenty of times. I lived down the street from Kennedy Space Center for two months last summer at my internship. 
and I actually got to see a SpaceX Falcon uh, 9 launch. Or maybe, was it Falcon 9 or Falcon Heavy? Uh, chances are it was a Falcon 9. Falcon 9 launch. And it was incredible to watch. I was roughly 12 miles away, and it still lit up the sky like it was daytime. And this was at 2.30 in the morning. And this is in the swamp in Florida. All the mosquitoes were gone for like <laughs> 10 minutes. It was amazing. And just hearing it, like the entire ground beneath me shook. And you could see this rocket just going up and up and up. And you could see it separate. You could see the, I don't know if you see it on the videos, but like the plasma field around it or whatever you yeah. call it. Uh, it's just the air heating up and moving around it. Right. <clears throat> and then to watch Falcon 9 actually come back down and land perfectly. It, that, I'm sorry, I don't think NASA would ever be capable of doing that just because of politicians. politicians. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely what holds them back. I, yeah, I don't feel like, I feel like NASA gets bashed on like if they don't do anything, but it's not like it's, I mean, it's the big, the brightest minds I bet you the United States has to offer are there, but, but it just sucks to know that they're held back so much because of that. That being said, that, that being said about the brightest minds, I do think SpaceX has better Sound well, yeah. Might, oh, yeah. See, sound might disagree with me, but I feel like both have really intelligent people. SpaceX definitely, I feel, has a lot younger, has the newer generation, but NASA definitely does have some very intelligent oh, yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, just looking at like the whole SpaceX thing was just it. I felt like I was watching Star Wars in real life. Like from Dude, the, the spacesuits. Yeah, the spacesuits caught me off guard. I'm looking at how to try to make one for myself because they don't sell them anywhere, and I really want one. I bet you they're. If by chance Elon Musk listens to this, please send us <laughs> jackets at the Hill Country Conservative. I really want one. It looks I, so badass. The space shuttle itself. We're talking about it right now, dude. They look nothing like anymore, dude. That was. It looked like I was like the guy was driving a Tesla. Like yeah, the car. It, it you know it's automated too. Like half of the whole like uh, system through it seemed automated from yeah, what I saw. Oh. It, so uh, that's actually one of the big points about it. Uh, the reason this was such a big deal, a lot of one of the questions you were asking me is why are the astronauts, why are they older, why aren't they the newer class of astronauts? And it's because they were all shuttle astronauts. This is called Demo 2 because... No, I asked why doesn't SpaceX have their own astronauts? Oh, it's, yeah. So this was a test for NASA. They wanted to know if this automated system would work. They weren't, they knew, they had an idea it would work, but they wanted to ensure its safety for the astronauts. So they put... Uh, NASA astronauts who had experience in charge just to test it out and see how it would go. Okay. The way it looked to me, and I tweeted about this, was it looks like NASA did all the, or not NASA, SpaceX did all the work in this group project. Oh, yeah. NASA just slapped. And then NASA slapped their name on the top and turned it in. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, even, I could see that. I even tweeted hashtag launch America <laughs> just to see if they would post it. But you know, no. I, I feel like Elon Musk is a little bit more than i am it uh well if you see some of the tweets elon musk puts oh, out I, I have him on notifications so <laughs> that's what's also a good thing about him being a private company this dude could say whatever he wants and still be able to do the things well, he wants to do he did get in trouble when he was on the joe rogan podcast well, he's been in trouble several times what was the because he smoked weed he once tweeted he was something about closing out at four hundred thousand or something like that and that got him in big trouble yeah oh 420 it, he was trying to impress his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, personally in my opinion with someone who has very limited space knowledge I think SpaceX completely outdid themselves I think they completely outdid any expectations anyone could possibly have 
Oh, yeah. We're definitely back in this whole thing, dude, for sure. That's just the shuttle itself and those spacesuits was enough. His next mission is to the moon, isn't it? Well, so he's got some more missions lined up, but his next big goal is to the moon, and then hopefully after that to Mars. Uh, That all depends, though, on how his current uh, testing down in Boca Chica goes. Hmm. Yeah, it just one of them blew up in Brownsville. Brownsville, yeah. 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 So a lot of people are concerned about that, but the thing they do for testing is they have to test it to the limit, and then they have to go further. So when it explodes, sometimes... Is he going to change the the uh, capsule in any way for the moon or mars so yeah so for the moon or mars it's really longer missions and every time he releases something it looks a little more complex or it looks a little different but the the idea is it's going to kind of feel more like a i don't i don't want to describe it as a cruise ship looking way but it definitely has a bigger window it's a huge facility for a lot more astronauts but uh, it'll be a lot it'll be just as luxurious as the dragon capsule hmm. Uh, more for the private part right for like the commercial value to it i guess right because his goal too is to eventually make it kind of a common thing for people to go in up into space right that is that is one of his goals a while ago he mentioned having a system where you could launch on a rocket and be 30 minutes away from any other city anywhere on the world and that'll be impressive and he's definitely he doesn't want it to be a airport for the rich in a way well, that's yeah. what I think that's what separates him because there's there's two two three other private space exploration companies right now Blue Origin, which is Bezos's company, Boeing, and um, uh, Virgin's Virgin yeah. Virgin Mobile. Um, what it feels like to me, because when I was in Cape Canaveral, there was NASA next door was SpaceX, and across the street was Blue Origin. What it looked like to me was Blue Origin was totally in this for the money. Yeah. They, they honestly could give a shit whether or not what they did was groundbreaking, life-changing, whatever. They just wanted to build something that was safe enough to send billionaires into space and get that, you know, $50,000 pop ticket. So you don't hear a lot about Blue Origin and Bezos company and all how it's doing. And that's because really it's too early to tell these kinds of things. Well, I was shocked because I was researching it. Like what, what, what's the main difference between the lunar module, the, the SpaceX capsule, and one of the videos I was watching was the difference between Blue Origin's Orion. The, the Orion capsule is the next capsule that'll take humans to moon uh, with NASA. Hmm. So can we see SpaceX having its own personal astronauts? Yes, but they would serve a different purpose. Right. They're not going to be scientists doing experiments. They're going to be tour guides for something. That's That's exactly right. They would be everyday people who wouldn't necessarily have the expertise to qualify for a NASA mission. Okay. Yeah. I feel like NASA is more on the, the research side, right? Like they want to get to the moon, not to say they're on the moon, but to get all those, I bet you like core samples. Uh, kind right. Of thing, right? I, mean, I don't know what exactly. I'm, I'm not one of those kind of people either, uh, you know. And I'm genuinely interested to see how NASA and Space Force are going to function together. That'll be interesting to see. There is... There's a little bit of headbutting. Uh, one of the good things about NASA is that they have a kind of like a transparency deal going on where if they take a for picture. Oh, well, for the government. Yeah. No, they are government. <laughs> they have to. Well, Space Force doesn't. Well, they're research. They're not military. But yeah, but that's the big deal is if uh, NASA takes a picture, they have to release the picture. Uh, if Space Force takes a picture, they don't have to release it. And so there is a little bit of headbutting going on. 
Space Force is still using some of NASA's proper uh, equipment and stuff. So how will that play out? It's curious to see how this will evolve with the relationship and all that. My, my main questions coming out of this, though, are going to be, what's the legal standpoint on private citizens and private companies going to the moon? Because I know no one country is allowed to lay claim to the moon, and that's something that's brought up in the show, Space Force. Uh, what are we going to expect with like SpaceX and Blue Origin landing on the moon, having their own tour centers eventually on the moon where you land there and you get to go on a moon buggy? Uh, at, and Space Force, are we going to see other, because this is also brought up in the show, are we going to see, say, NASA's research center on the moon? Is China going to see that as a lay to claim? So the way the uh, treaty works now is it's very much similar to how colonies work. If mm. you set up a base, the area inside the base and the actual material itself belongs to the country that set it up. So if you go out on a buggy ride, you are technically on the buggy, which is uh, American, so you are in American space. That's maritime law. Exactly. It's very, it's very a mix between the colony idea and the maritime law. Mm. If you watch the movie Martian, he actually refers to it as he's hot wiring one of the buggies and he calls himself a, a pirate. Because in a way, it's very much a new sense that they don't know how to approach it. So they are treating it like maritime law. Hmm. Oh, there, there's definitely, once we actually, actually get to that point, I think there will be more of like uh, details, I guess, because we won't be able to do it until we run into that problem. It's one of those that's going to have to be handled right then and there. And it's going to be adjusted as we go along. I think, uh, again, not too sure. I didn't even, I knew, the moon was couldn't be claimed by any one country. I was thinking it was more like of the Antarctica deal. That's where, what that's what my law teacher. Uh, yeah, it's like split. It, it is very even, similar. I, I have a problem with that because, like, we don't know what the moon's composed of entirely, right? Like, what if one country's mad that their slice didn't get anything, and the other country's slice got? Like, I see problems eventually coming out from that. Well, I'd be cool with like the base thing. Like you got a, you got a base in that area. The base is yours. And maybe like kind of like the coast where 12 miles out is still yours. Hmm. You, you know? That's, uh, so that's actually interesting. It's one of the problems with these uh, companies. A lot of people don't want companies and space force involved is because they want to leave space for research. So with the international space station, we're big partners with Russia. And if Russia discovers something and we can always, we, we trade, we share with them. But if you have private companies doing it or Space Force, this sharing tends to become more turbulent and it's not as easy. So it will be interesting on the moon how the different organizations trade. I, I am eager to see how governments are going to start taxing space yeah. travel. Uh, because that's something we see everything. I mean, what was it said? You can do anything you want as long as the government can take a tax on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I wonder how it's going to be like, you know, when they have like those, they want to do like comet or meteor mining. Right. Some of them are like comprised of complete iron and gold and, you know, like. Theoretically, there's a whole cloud of beer in space. Yeah. True. (laughs) It's like, what do you do if a company gets onto a meteor the size of a small town that's made like half of gold? Does how does you know that would essentially crash the market, right? If it's so so saturated, what do you do with that then? Yeah, I, 
I, I, I don't I don't know too much of how that would work because well I've been looking in the space law and it's not very widely practiced but I feel like in the next 50 years we're going to see a boom in space lawyers oh I think less than that honestly I well judging from what I've seen what we saw uh from SpaceX, dude, I think they're coming at a much quicker pace. What, I've, what I'm, what I'm saying, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, right now, I feel like all the space, the people who practice space law, as it's so called, works for NASA, SpaceX, Blue Origin, all those companies. Kind of like if I'm an oil and gas lawyer, I work directly for Exxon. Yeah. What I'm saying is, in the next fifty years, we're going to see a lot more private practice. Oh yeah. Space yeah. law firms. So, like, let's say Sal wants to set up his own space agency and he's got 50 bucks and powdered sugar and stump remover (laughs) (laughs) which you know to the people listening that actually can make a rocket uh and he wants to get his his frequency license or his faa license and he doesn't know the channels to go through we're going to see someone who knows how to do that and is going to get it for him for a fee there's a there's starting to be a, a big push in this area. I definitely on Instagram I follow a couple of smaller rocket companies that are starting to emerge. I know there's one Rocket Lab in I believe it's New Zealand that they're having trouble with all this. So there's definitely a a need for this kind of law. And we're also seeing uh, well not I, I expect to see a whole lot of change in uh, what do they call it? interstellar intergalactic law whatever it's called space laws. Yeah. Um, because as it stands right now, if, <clears throat> if SpaceX launches a rocket on their own private rocket launching site, once it leaves a certain uh, altitude, then it becomes property of the United States. Should that rocket crash land in another country, that's technically an act of war by the United States. However, that country has a legal obligation, or not, I don't know if it's legal, but they have an obligation by some treaty to collect all the pieces of this rocket and send it back to the United States. So I'm interested to see how that's going to change. If we have private companies that are independent from the United States and they send something up and something should go wrong and they crash land in Belgium, it's going to be a little harder to say that was an attack by the U S that's, that's a mistake on blue origins fault. Well, the problem is with this recovery that you're talking about when say they crash in India, Indian, uh, well, India now has hold of research. And so we're research partners with India. So, of course, they're going to want to hand over it because it's valuable research. But when it becomes these private airport-like companies, it's not research anymore. It turns more into passenger and kind of like a black box and more like a, if an airplane crashes. Hmm. But wouldn't it still be on the responsibility of the United States? Because we have like, uh, we monitor every flight coming in and out of the United States, right? So wouldn't it still follow under fall under our obligation that, hey, why didn't you tell us this was up in the air? You know, who knows? How come you didn't give us a chance for us to prepare well, there's another, where it was going to land? You know, because God forbid it lands on a town. You know, a, we have another like, uh, what was that Irish town where a Boeing crash landed? Um, Lockerbie, right? The Lockerbie incident. Oh, okay. A, a, a passenger airplane crashed on top of a town. Like, and it, it killed plenty of people on the ground as it did on in the actual airplane. So then you come into the incidents where like with that, who are you going to blame the private company or the United States? Yeah. Well, it's a very interesting question, you know, and it kind of puts blame because right now the private companies are flying through NASA 
So SpaceX took off from uh, pad 39A, a historic launch site, but it was at a NASA facility. So everything was coordinated through NASA. So in some way it would still be NASA's responsibility. But once we move away from these uh, NASA facilities and we start moving to private launch pads, it gets a little more questionable. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to change topics a little bit. Uh, are you going to stay with us? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you, Sal, for coming on and talking about SpaceX. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, my uh, expertise knows. is in space. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. We appreciate it, though. Thank you very much. It's glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I want to change topics a little bit. Um, I first want to say, from what I've been seeing on these videos and from what we've been reading in reports, this this whole situation coming out of Minnesota or uh, Minneapolis is completely irresponsible on the cops' part. Uh, I I cannot fathom how any decent person would do this. Um, I'm sure you know, but we're we're speaking on the uh, George Floyd incident, where George Floyd was wrongfully and very uh, I, I feel. Uh, personally murdered oh, by, by there, Derek. There's no debate over that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the cop, Derek Chauvin, um, has been arrested. And I believe he's already gone through his trial and charged. I, I don't, I, I haven't been able to keep up with everything going on on this. I think he's being charged. At first, there was third degree. Uh, I think they bumped it up to second degree. Okay, because uh, I heard but- third degree and manslaughter. Yeah, I, I, I heard second. Again, there's also a bunch of information coming out. So last I heard second degree, but they still, they, people want first degree. They want him to be put up for first degree murder. Uh, I, I Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm all for it, dude. I mean, go ahead, this dude. This I dude uh, is, it's, it, it's so bad because I, he doesn't, I, I hope he does realize the repercussions he has caused. Well, on I, not just himself and that and or on the on the family of uh-huh. the person he or it, but the family of all of the other police officers and good police that are still out there mm-hmm. he's effectively not just put he's put the lives of these protesters that are you know marching for uh to make three, sure that these huh three cops have been killed so far yeah for those the families of and, and the, uh, the other good cops out there the protesters that are protesting against these kinds of injustices uh he, he Cause the chain reaction essentially it, it, it's kind of all on his hands so i'm all down for this dude to get the first degree i mean as as hard as it can go right. uh and i don't know man, I, i'm at odds with the death penalty personally in um, the past year or two so morally from a moral standpoint i you know but life in prison is also like a-okay for me not for me because i don't want to pay for it that's that's where I'm at. I'm at a, when it comes to death penalty. I'm like at a I kind of I try not to, but that religious thing. I've, comes up I've always mind. said politically, I'm for it. Religiously, I'm against it. There, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. There's a separation of church and state. Yeah, but it. I, I've also heard that the other four officers have charges pending. Yeah, they should definitely have some. You know, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. It. it, it there's some responsibility on you to make sure that your fellow officers are in check. Well, you're, a, and, you're a team. And what this has done is it's actually raised the question about whether or not can 
or should cops immediately believe or should they uh, say and be honest about what's going on within the, the precinct? I, I personally think cops should. Yeah. That, I something- mean, I, I want them to. That's the, I, I felt like that was implied. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I gave him the benefit of the doubt. It, 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 it's sad that we have to. And, and I agree with Trump. Uh, or I, I don't think Trump did send the FBI to investigate, but I do agree. Um, somebody I know who's a lawyer said, anytime there's a murder from, or anytime a cop kills somebody, there should be an FBI investigation. It should not be investigated by the same precinct. No, that's, and, and if, if you're a conservative listening to this and you're disagreeing with right now, think about it in terms like this. Planned Parenthood does their own internal investigations and they tell us every year the numbers of abortions they, they commit. And there's, there's numbers from other people who sneak into Planned Parenthood and find out that the numbers are much higher than Planned Parenthood is reporting. I feel like that's the same thing police are doing. Yeah. When you do your own internal investigation and you do not, you do not allow anybody else to see what's going on, you're going to lie. I, I kind of, I, I don't know how far I went. I, I'm going to go a little far out and say this. I wouldn't call yourself a conservative if you're not questioning the, a, the police state in a way. Am, am I wrong for saying that? No, no, not at all. I, I feel like that's pretty conservative. Is like to not, I'm not saying distrust the police. No, but you should, as a conservative, I think it'd be, your eyes should definitely, both eyes should be wide open when it comes to that. Here's, because we, it, it should be that this is an example of you making sure the government is in check. Here's the thing I was thinking about the other day. Conservatives love the phrase, the thin blue line. Yeah. Liberals hate that phrase. Now, I feel that the thin blue line serves two purposes. One that most people understand and one that most people do not understand. On, on the, you know, on the broad kind of understanding the thin blue line. Yes, there's not that many people in the United States who are police officers. And it's important that the ones who do their job correctly, we support. Yeah. Because they are the ones who keep us safe at night. Yeah. Imagine, I mean, we're seeing right now what would happen if there was no police. And at the same time in other cities, we're seeing what would happen if there's military police. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like the effects of like uh, an overreaching police state at, I, I, it angered me. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw this on Twitter where people were watching the police walk down the street from their porch. And their personal... The yeah, and getting shot with, pe- uh, with paintballs and pepper, uh, pepper balls on their own private porch at their own home. Can't now, even step outside. You know, ugh, that- here's, here's the other, <laughs> other facet of the phrase, the thin blue line. There's a thin amount of tolerance we have for police officers. That's what most people don't realize. The thin blue line means that we're going to give you the right to protect these rights. If you go over that, we're going to be upset. Definitely. That, that's, the, that's, our, that's our job is to make sure that the, and it's going to happen. It, 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 there are, it always, it's a bad apples ruin the bunch kind of thing. And it's, it, the United States is very big. There's multiple police forces throughout the United States. It's going to happen where we're going to have to look at a certain precinct, certain whatever, and be like, okay, no, y'all got something going on wrong. Yeah. We gave you, we trusted y'all. Y'all have broken this trust. And now we, the people, are going to make sure that it is fixed and thoroughly investigated. Not y'all. We're not going to trust the police to investigate the police. Because the main complaint right now is, why are the rioters now getting tear gassed and pepper sprayed, yet the 
quote unquote white writers for COVID-19 weren't? I, okay. Uh, partially, I feel like it's the fact that they were exercising their second amendment right very well in which uh, I'm sure police were a little afraid when a group of people with AR-15s and multiple other rifles were walking it around. But I've also noticed that those groups are very, very careful with what they do. Mm-hmm. As much as they're protesting against laws, they are very, very... Uh, they never break the law. Yeah, very, very strict on not breaking the law. And, here's, and we've, we've met some of those people, and they, to the T, will make sure that they have everything they're supposed to do because they're prepared. They research before they jump into this thing what they can't can't do. That way, if they have someone, these are like the, the sovereign citizens. Sometimes and here's, well, here's what bothers me the most, because there are protesters out there protesting George Floyd peacefully yes, and responsibly and legally, and they are getting overshadowed. By, and, and Trump tried to call on this. They're getting overshadowed by these thugs. Antifa. <laughs> Antifa, breaking store windows, burning cities to the ground. Yeah. I mean, they attacked Austin Capitol last night. Yeah, and I'm sure if people weren't out in front of the Alamo, they would have done the same to the Alamo. They, they, they attacked attack- an Armenian genocide memorial. Uh, yeah. they, they spray painted all over it. Uh, I'm very confused on uh, what's... Like- they, don't, they don't have a message. Yeah, they're, this they're it's lost its message. It's it's lost its message in the past few days. It started off great. It started off being a necessity. Now mm-hmm. it's starting off to become like the protest, not the rioting. Yeah, the rioting is becoming. In, in, it's too much. What they need to do is they need to. And I'm, what I suggest is to settle down, and once ever it's calmed down, go back out and do this, but do it right. I mean, exclude if someone. As soon as you see someone come up to you that just seems like a bad person. Exclude him. Get him out. Don't, yeah. you know, don't, don't run the risk of being afraid to tell someone, hey, step away and have, or don't be afraid to do that because then you run the risk of destroying a movement that is a necessity. That's something here's, that needs to happen. Here's the thing. And here's the thing I keep hearing on Facebook a lot. It's, you know, they didn't have any other way to get the attention, right? They have to burn cities down to get attention to support their, their, uh, their movement. I, I disagree with that. For the first time that I can remember, a white cop killed a black man in cold blood and no one was on the cop's side. Yeah. Not, not yeah. one. I, I haven't even seen racists on this guy's side. I, and I, I, I keep people, I keep seeing people reference those people on Twitter saying like, oh, all these people that are defending. I haven't seen these people. I haven't seen people defend this cop. I, I, I have not. Usually every all. time David Duke says anything, it blows up. I have yeah. not even seen David Duke say anything. Yeah, because if you are defending this cop, you haven't seen the video. Yeah. You haven't, you haven't looked into this. You just, you didn't see, you excluded yourself. But you moreover, pulled a, a Jared Leto and you were out in the desert for 11 days. <laughs> but, but moreover, for the first time that I can remember, a white cop, or not, sorry, not a white cop, a white president has said, I'm sending in the FBI to investigate this. This and is he wrong. did this three days Quickly. ago, two days ago. Yeah, it was, it was pretty quick after. He knew, like, this was bad. What more attention did we need? Yeah. There's no I, point to these riots. At this point, it's just people, Antifa especially. If you're going to sit there and tell me that these riots are necessary, that someone can go break into a Target, steal a bunch of Nerf guns and a TV to honor George Floyd, 
No. Regardless if they have insurance, I see that as an excuse everywhere. All right. Uh, just because I have insurance on my truck doesn't mean I want you to hit it or, you know, yeah. break it. Yeah. Break its windows. If you're going to tell me you're going to go honor George Floyd by beating nearly to death a store owner in Dallas. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. And you're a terrible person. There, there's no, um, there's no, I don't think there's ever been really a message that's gone across another, and I said it by using this is almost like a, that's a fear tactic. Beating somebody up to get them to agree with you is a fear tactic used by plenty of horrible, horrible people in the past. You, you want to stay away from that. And it's, it's sickening. Oh, yeah, it, it is sickening. Uh, what kind of, an, uh, it, 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 what kind of just, it just, it gets to me is how people can think that it's okay. I want there to be protests because I want the police officer that was involved and police officers to face justice. Mm-hmm. Right. We, these people are supposed to uphold um, American ideals and protect them. Mm-hmm. And this guy failed to do that. He broke the trust he had with the people and he should face the consequences for that. And I want that, mm-hmm. but I don't want businesses being burnt down. I don't want people being attacked and beaten to a pulp by senseless mobs. I don't want, you know, eluding and burning down of buildings, whole buildings burnt to the ground, you know, because the, the fire department had to abandon towns because they, were, they felt that they were unsafe. Nashville's historic courthouse burnt yeah. to the ground. Gone. Why? Why? Just because that doesn't get your point across. It feeds, it feeds the stereotypes. I'll say it. It feeds the stereotypes. It, uh, I guess I could say that, right? Because apparently you have to be a person of color. I'm Hispanic. So I don't like having the stereotype that people think I might be, like if I dress a certain way, I'm a gang mayor kind of thing, right? Well, you only feed the stereotype when you act like it, right? Is, I, I, is that bad to say? I mean, I'm not a person of color. I can't comment. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I guess not. <laughs> it, it just, it, it gets to me because I, I don't want to be painted as that. I don't. I know nobody else wants to be painted as that. So why act like that when you flip a, car, a police car over, drag well, a police officer through the there, middle of a road in Chicago? There has been a lot of other things that I've seen that are actually concerning me as well about these riots. I don't know if you saw this video, but someone in Dallas was like, hey, I was here this morning and I came back this afternoon and now there's a pallet of bricks. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, yeah. Uh, where they were like, there, there's no construction near the corner, nothing. It was just a and pile of bricks. That's not unique to just Dallas. They've been seeing that in Minneapolis, in LA, in Chicago, in New York. That's weird. Yeah, yeah definitely. And on, on top of that, I saw another video. Uh, John, uh, is it Posobiec from OAN? Uh, he posted a video, and I think it was up for like five minutes before it got taken down on Twitter. But it was this woman, she was filming two white two white antifa members spray painting black lives matter on a building oh yeah she got mad at them she and she was saying that. don't do this because they're gonna blame us yeah the, the woman was african-american she's like don't do this because they're gonna blame us for this you're not helping us this is yeah, and, this is this is making it worse for us yeah and i can't believe people are calling antifa members white supremacists dude these are this is they're dressed exactly they have always been dressed they've always acted like this and now people are just starting to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Antifa is the one that's starting these riots. When you see someone in all black wearing a ski mask, 
that bandana or bandana that that's that's antifa don't don't try to get that confused because what's sad is that white supremacists aren't afraid to show their face i think we've seen that before in other past rallies let me not let me afraid to show their face my my little sister she's she's still in high school so i won't say her name um but she posted or she she let me see this and screen uh, take a picture of it it was someone on her snapchat posted this um keep in mind these are 17 year olds let me read you what this says it says screenshot from twitter also according to the houston police scanners HPD are already at Discovery Green and City Hall and have tear gas bombs ready. If you're planning to go protest, leave your phone at home. If you are going in a group, only one person should bring a phone. Police are using phones to track your location and arrest you, even if you are peacefully protesting. Make sure you're unrecognizable as possible. Do not call your friends by their names or even nicknames. And everything you wear to put or to the protest tomorrow, never wear it again. Pack snacks and lots of water. Because if things go left, you will have to run. Stay safe if you're going to the protest. I cannot protest tomorrow because my parents will not allow me to leave the house. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I will keep spreading awareness about George Floyd. Do not take videos or pictures of you at the protest. You are at the protest. Great. Police are using anything they can to arrest people. Also, mix three tablespoons of baking soda with every cup of water in a spray bottle they use tear gas sprayed on your face or put a piece of clothing over your nose and always breathe through your nose. If you inhale through your mouth, it will burn you through and it will burn you your through and lungs. Try to breathe calmly and help others do the same. Bring extra materials just in case. These are not about George Floyd. This, that's a riot. That's for preparation for a riot. The only thing that mentioned George Floyd was he goes, I will spread awareness about George Floyd. Everything else. Yeah, which just it, it, it instructions on how to go commit a riot without any you know be safe about rioting. Yeah, you should not have. I guess they're trying to disguise it under the fact that oh, we're just in ca- we're just prepared in case the police do it. It's it's going the it, uh, how do I say like nothing will happen if it's peaceful. There, uh, I I think what I've been seeing is that oh well we've tried peaceful protest and that's not going to get it across i i don't think that's true at all it the more and more that you show that you can be peaceful no matter what i think the more stronger your movement gets the more like you'll have people flock to it i think but that right i think the problem with the last few protests they've done was the person who got murdered was in the middle of a violent crime yeah in most most cases like uh what's his name michael brown who had just robbed a store and the police officer told him just to put it back and go home. And Michael Brown followed the police officer around and was harassing him. And then it ended up getting into an altercation. Yeah. I think the Michael Brown cases that they fought in the car, right? I think he reached from the window through the window and tried to grab his gun from him. And they burned, they burned Ferguson to the ground for that. Yeah. I remember the Ferguson riots. I listened to that five radio scanner that night. That one, the the radio was popping off. (laughs) Yeah. That one was bad. It doesn't solve anything. It doesn't. Burning it doesn't. down your own community's businesses. And they keep saying we're white people are against NBA players wearing I can't breathe shirts. I haven't heard a single person say that. I didn't and get mad at it. I was like, do what you want. And, and I can't speak for everybody, but for all the other peaceful protests, I've always been, yeah, that's your right. Go for it. Whether I agree with you or not, 
Yeah, I, I could argue if you you know if you could argue that uh they can wear that whenever and they can you can wear that wherever you want if you have a platform go for it do it right get your message across but i I, you know and but just expect that people will say it's in poor taste right Mm -hmm. that comes you're gonna upset people which uh, made it probably a good thing probably what you're moving would want to do but i yeah i don't i didn't see anyone being mad about that i Mm -hmm. think the only one i can remember is the colin kaepernick kneeling during the anthem and it wasn't necessarily to uh, they were mad at that it was the anthem it's like because we see it's depending on who you ask people see the anthem as respecting more not necessarily our country's values but respecting the men and women who gave their lives for our country throughout our history right uh, servicemen mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of people a lot of people see the national anthem as that as the, a, a moment to take respect every at every major u.s event that we haven't forgotten about these men and women and that's why that one was a bit that one was debated, right? Like he yeah. could, or he could have done that with something else instead of the national anthem. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course that was the biggest one, but I didn't see anyone really arguing about the can't brief t-shirts. Uh, what were the other ones that they got mad about? I think it was, I think one had a picture of Ferguson. Yeah. Like I didn't see anyone getting mad about that. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. Do what you want. I'm not going to tell you can't wear something pretty unconservative of me to be like, Hey, can't wear that don't wear that whatever the fuck you want i don't care and uh yeah i just it's bad it's making the country look even more divided than what it is and countries capitalize on this uh, division the atola to iran was tweeting about it in support when i'm glad i'm glad people were calling him out on him being a bunch of bullshit considering that he hangs gays, Jews, uh, women. Stones them, throws them off roofs. Throws them off roofs, you know. Slavery is still illegal. No, it's still legal in the Middle East. It's still practiced. Um, especially sex slavery. Especially sex slavery. And uh, a lot of the slaves that are in the Middle East are Africans. They yep. are trafficked from Africa into the Middle East, into countries like Dubai, Saudi Arabia, yep. Iran. You know, that that part of the world should have no comments on anything that's happening here. Just putting that out there. Those people are the a prime example of human right violation. I hear human right violation, I think you're wrong. (laughs) I I think of that government. Yeah. But I I don't know. I I I definitely want to see justice get done. Yeah. Um and I'm in that weird gray area where I'm like, justice needs to be done on both ends. I, these protesters, yeah. I think you guys need to be arrested as well. Yeah. If, you're ri- if you're rioting, if you are looting and rioting, I think you need to be arrested. If you are peacefully protesting, like the one in San Antonio went along great. Uh, I was seeing was, how- There were some issues in San Antonio, but for the most it part- was yeah. a- it, was, it was after- uh, mm-hmm. I was reading. I was reading about it, and they were like, "We left a long time ago." Yeah. And then this group of people that decided they wanted to go set fire to things came, which that's an example of yes, like the, you know they those people were coordinated and organized. They got their event done. They throughout the day, yeah. and it went off great. They had speakers. They had a march. No problems, right? Prime example of having your organize your like it's like anything. You have to have it organized. Having it organized. It goes great, and it's just sad that people a few, a few hours after such a good event came and had to 
act like spread a bad name for it. Oh yeah. And I don't know if you saw what Chris Putnam said. Uh, Chris Putnam is running for 12th con or 12th, the 12th congressional district district in Texas. And he was having a, uh, or he's giving a speech today at an open Texas rally when a lot of these guys our Antifa members showed up and uh, I just kind of want to play what he had to say real quick. We also want to thank the city of South Lake for allowing us to do this uh, as well as the South Lake Police Department, Mayor Hill, and the entire South Lake City Council. As you can see here, South Lake is open and so uh, they've also caught a little bit of flack as well. And by the way, welcome also to our protester friends. We're, we're happy to have you here too. And I saw your sign, I can't breathe. It's a lot easier without a mask on. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, to be totally honest, but at the end of the day. I don't know how day, to feel a lot, of, a lot of things happen yeah. in the world. Because my other concern is with this military state that we're seeing now in Minneapolis, Dallas, where the National Guard has been activated, there's a lot of nuts out there yeah. who think that this is government overreach and are going to start. Oh, the boogsters are going to come out, dude. The boog boys. Yeah, those, those guys are. Those guys are crazy. Uh, if anyone doesn't know much about those kind of people, uh, I know some of the uh, people on the left might not know about the Boog, yeah. but um, there's it's a group of people that are Pro. waiting. They've been waiting for this moment, I think, in some way. I want to say they're like, I don't even know what direction libertarian is, but like alt-libertarian. Alt, yeah, they are the extreme libertarian. Yeah, they, they're they're... They're crazy. They, you don't want them to come out. You don't want them to think what they what they have in their mind is happening, because um, yeah, they can get they can go pretty far. For those of you who are like militia members, we're not talking about you. No, yeah, we're not talking about them. We're talking about these people who want to see the, the 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 degradation of American society to the point where they can just go out and openly shoot at people. Yeah, where they think it's anarchy, and they're, they're like, not, "Cool, they're not, my time to shine." They're not for anything. They're not upholding any constitution or any kind of morals. These are just people who want to see ultimate chaos. They're right-leaning. No, they're not right-leaning. They're anarchists. They're anarchists mm -hmm. with guns. <laughs> I honestly think they're the same as Antifa. <laughs> yeah. They just, have, they just um, aren't afraid to buy a bunch of military-grade equipment. Well, what's funny about Antifa's philosophy is they say they're for communism, but I think they're just uneducated libertarians. You think so? I think they're a bunch of just privileged. They, they want they want anarchy. That, yeah. They don't want communism because right now we're seeing what communism is. It's police states. Yeah. And they're against this. Yeah. If you're against being tear gassed for protesting and speaking using your First Amendment right, you you're probably wouldn't communism. like communism. Yeah. You're not for communism. This is communism light. Okay. I don't know if y'all heard of the uh, uh crap the Hungarian uh, uprising in 1956 against the Soviet Union where uh, hundreds of students, there were students, workers in, in Budapest, there's a song about it, um, who took up against the Soviet Union after becoming a satellite state uh, after the Second World War, slaughtered, killed. I mean, there are people just like you and me around our age. That was what, it, what are the big emphasis about it was that they were college kids. That, Tiananmen and, Square. Yeah, Tiananmen Square, college kids. Hong kids Kong. that, Hong Kong, kids, they're, they're kids with that, you know, that, that had the courage to stand up against something like that and lost their lives for it uh that that's communism <laughs> yeah. that that's yeah so 
but so I guess be thankful right now. It's just pepper bullets. Yeah, not real bullets. Granted, I don't think if you're a peaceful protester, you shouldn't be getting yeah, pepper if, bullets at all. But, but I, I think yeah. that's where we should end today's episode. Again, I apologize for being three weeks late on an episode. I had a wedding, Zoom. I was yeah. messing up. I've been working a lot every day. <laughs> I've been waking up at five to go to work. So yeah, gotta save it's not up. Fun. But once again, we're the Hill Country Conservative. You can find us on Facebook at the Hill Country Conservative, on Instagram and Twitter, we're HCCONS underscore or HCCONS underscore. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Real Sebastian Q, and Christian's is C or is it C underscore Cavaz? Uh, I believe so. Kavaz sixteen. No, can, it's just it's just Christian Kavaz sixteen. <laughs> no, no OS. Either way, follow HCCONS underscore on Twitter, and we have links to both of our Twitters on there. Yeah, uh, we are also. If you're listening to this and you're interested in writing for the Hill Country Conservative, we do have a website. Uh, we don't use it that much, but we post our articles through Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, if you are a student and you are interested in writing, um, please email us or message us on one of our social media accounts, and we will show you how to get uh, to being able to write for us. Uh, we have new stories coming out. Uh, hopefully, they'll come out once a week, maybe two or three a week, seeing what we can. We have two writers right now, but again, they're students. So the more we have, the more content we can push out. But we want to thank you guys, and I hope you have a wonderful week. See you guys next week. See ya.